Welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Stephanie Machikian, and today's guest is Linda White. Linda White was born in St. John's, Newfoundland. She worked as a registered nurse in the United States and England before returning to Newfoundland to attend Memorial University. She completed a BA and MA in history. In 1990, she began working in the archives and special collections in the Queen Elizabeth II Library at Memorial University. Presently, she holds the position of archivist there. All right, Linda, thank you for being on the show today. Oh, you're quite welcome. Okay, so I would love to start off talking about, you were a registered nurse for 20 years, you said. 20 years. So what inspired you to study history when you came back to Newfoundland? Uh, Well, first, I think... um, when I did nursing, I was only 17. I did, did it at the Grace Hospital School of Nursing. It was a three-year program. I said, when I graduated, uh, nursing was a ticket to travel back then. So I said, I, I uh, left Newfoundland. I went to California. My first job as a nurse was in Los Angeles. There a few years, traveled around. Then I went, I think, to Vancouver and nursed there for a few years. Then England. And I lived in London for about four years. But what happened in the pattern of always traveling, always starting new in a hospital, I thought I need to make more of a career out of this because I always start at the bottom sort of thing. So I thought I'd like to do a BN, Bachelor of Nursing, because that was all the rage then. So I came back, I thought, came back to Newfoundland, enrolled. I thought I would do some electives first. Anyway, I ended up doing history courses as electives. So you just kind of and fell I into it. it. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> so I never did the BN. And I used to go, when we used to register back then, I would go in and say, can I do five history courses? And they, no, you have to have other. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's I did a BA in history and then the honors history. And then I did my master's uh, in history. And I did the, for a thesis, this was all Greg Keeley. He was the uh, head of the history department at, or, you know, at that time. And he was real keener. And he talked me in doing the history of nursing in Newfoundland for my thesis. And that's what you did. That's yeah, great. So still connected with what you are originally exactly. doing in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, and you and you work at the Archives and Special Collections now, right? And you've at, been yes, there. at the Queen Elizabeth II yeah, Library. Yeah. yeah, and you've been there since 1990. 1990 yes, wow. I went there on a contract for one year. I fit, we, we used to say I was the last person hired after all the cuts. We always think that's something new, cuts, but it's always been. In 1990, there was a lot of cuts at Memorial, layoffs. And uh, yeah, I was hired. Uh, I did a one-year contract, and then I got on permanent. Oh, so, that's great. What's, fabulous place. Um, what is some of the work that you do there, like on your daily... Uh, mostly what we do, uh, I do, I look after mostly history parts. Mm-hmm. Colleen Quigley is there too. She's an archivist. Colleen does mostly performing arts, mm-hmm. you know, like Codco and all the theater groups. We have a huge poster collection, digitized all online wow. of Newfoundland posters, thousands of them. That's hers. Me, I'm more um, history, literary, like Joan Clark. We have Joan Clark's papers. We have all Kevin Major's papers. And when students come in and ask, what, you know, what's an archive sort of thing, we always say the Center for Newfoundland Studies, they would have Kevin Major's book. We don't have his book, but we got all the drafts of every book. Mm-hmm. We have all his correspondence with his publisher. We have, if he gave talks or book reviews, that type of thing. So uh, 
And like political papers, Edward Roberts, who was a former MHA, he was chair of the Board of Regents at Memorial, he was lieutenant governor. We have all his, he's donated all his papers to us. So what that can come in, papers come in. Like we had Helen Porter, I don't know if you remember okay, her. Yeah. Lovely, lovely Helen Porter. And she started donating her material to us in... Um, she would come in with like a Sobeys bag with papers in it, <laughs> and I would have to straighten this out, and they'd go, okay, that's a poem, that's a short story, and then she would use exercise books, you know, scribblers, and she would write drafts and things in there. And so I would tidy all that up, so to speak, and organize it so all the poems would be together, all the short stories would be together and all her work and correspondence. Now yeah. students come in, you know exactly what to yes. pick up, and it's all organized. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So you wear another hat. You yes. are also, um, you are writing and you edit the Greenspawn letter. Yes, I do. For the Greenspawn Historical Society and Archives. Yes. So you're born in St. John's. I am a townie. So uh-huh. what is your connection <laughs> to Greenspawn? Uh, both my parents, mom and dad, were both from Greenspawn. So from the time we were little children... All our summer vacations, which easy when both parents are from the same place, we always went back to Greenspan. And the first times, like in the 50s, we went by boat, coastal boat to Greenspan. We've gone by train to Greenspan. And then when the road was built, we'd go by. But you could only go so far by uh, train and, and boat or even car because uh, then we had the ferry because Greenspan's an island. Mm-hmm. But in 1983, they built a causeway. So, so now, you can, uh, now so it's connected can to yeah. the mainland. And I have a house there now. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, for those who maybe that are listening and don't know where Greenspan is, could you explain um, where it is? Greenspan is on what we would call the northeast coast of Newfoundland. So uh, it's on the north side of Bonavista Bay. If you think of Bonavista Bay as the letter C, the town of Bonavista is down the bottom, and Greenspan's right the opposite. But uh, if you were taking the Trans-Canada, you'd go through Terranova Park and turn off at Gambo, just before Gambo. Oh, okay. So you turn off there and spend an hour then down to Greenspan. Okay. Um, and perhaps maybe you could tell us a little bit about the history, because when I was looking up, yes. everything that I found was written by you. Oh. <laughs> so, And there's a few so things here and there. So pretty, I know you're pretty the, biased yeah. history was all written by me. Um, yeah, I'm, as as people in Green, I'm more of a booster for Greenspan. I'm yeah. always promoting it wherever I can. Um, Greenspan is one of the oldest uh, permanently settled communities in Newfoundland. It was what they call the English Shore. Okay. So from Trapassi in the south to Greenspan in the north, all that was English settlement. And then from Greenspan on, around the, that was the French Shore. Oh, okay. So after every war during the 19th century, it would either be French or English, French or Italy, as they yeah. all fought. But <laughs> by the 20th century, uh, 19th century, it was all English. And it was quite prosperous. And its settlement, like we first got records of people being in Greenspan, like 1697. Wow. You know, two people went over fishing for a lot of this. <laughs> I don't know what you, you really call it settlement. People commuted and went back and forth from England, mostly from the southwest coast of England, back and forth. Commuted, I say, similar to today where people go to Fort McMurray and come back. Some stay, some mm. retire and come back here. Similar kind of thing. Similar. Mm. 
Um, what I found interesting was the the name Capital of the North Cap- at yes. the time. When yes. At Twilling Gate also claims that. Yes. See, so we're always in a little <laughs> competition with Twilling yeah. Gate. It, was, it used to be called the Capital of the North. Yeah. yeah. As in, it was a place, it was a community that it had a courthouse. It had a doctor, it had a nurse, it had customs. So that's why it would be the Clare, uh, a capital uh, when ships, fishing ships, left like Newfoundland mm-hmm. to go down on the Labrador, go fishing. They would have clear customs and various things like that. So you could go into Greens Pond to that. It had a telegraph office since 1883 oh, or wow. something. So if you were anywhere in that area and you, you know, if you were in one of the islands off or Wesleyville or any of those places, <clears throat> you want to send a telegram, you had to go up to Greens Pond to do that. Wow. You want to see a doctor, you had to go to Greens Pond. So to me, it was a major was hub a major for all around. Yeah. Wow. Um, so on that note, too, how did the Greens Pond Historical Society and Archives begin? Like, and when did it start? I think um, I think we started always trying to remember I think it was in 94 the, the, my my magazine the Greens Pond Letters did that started mm-hmm. in 94 and I started that with like and then of course I didn't have the computers and stuff of now right, yeah. so and I didn't have a printer so I used to write it on my little 8088 it was called IBM computer print it off scotch tape my pictures onto it and then bring that in I still got a quick copy on Empire Avenue since the day I started and they would photocopy it wow and staple them together so, so times yeah. have changed now it's completely now different I, yeah, now I email it to them or put it in a Dropbox right? yeah. yeah wow so, so yeah so it's over 20 1994 Four. I started that and then we started the Greenspan Historical Society more for the big Cabot Come Home Year celebrations oh, okay we sort of piggy tailed on that <laughs> Um, so what are so now today? What are the aims of the historical so- society? Like, <clears throat> excuse me. So we're still uh, the same in promoting. Uh, we're in a little bit of everything. My Facebook page has really taken off. There's about four hundred, fourteen hundred people. Wow. What's yeah. the page called? Just so people uh, can. It's called the, of course, Greenspan Historical yeah. Society page. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it's a group, not a page. Oh yeah. So I get, uh, I post pictures and people comment. People have made relatives, you know, and everybody who joins, I really, I posted that almost every day to keep it. And everybody knows it's mine kind of Keep thing, it relevant. To keep yeah. it relevant. But it's it's incredible, uh, the connections. People have met each other, cousins. We, we One of the more interesting, a uh, man came out and wanted to join the page. He was living in Scotland. And he said, I'm joining for my wife, who was a Burry. And Burry, oh, okay. Burry and Carter is about the most common Greenspan names. All Burries, no matter where you are, <laughs> came from Christchurch in Hampshire in England. Okay. And then they came to Greenspan. And anyway, he was, uh, this woman in Scotland, her grandfather was a Burry, Sylvester Burry, from Greenspan, who went over in the Second World War and didn't come back. You know, married over there locally, had children. Those children got married, and then this is their... So he, they've, she's seen pictures of her grandfather as a boy, like because she's got relatives. She's discovered cousins in Greenspan. So that's really sweet. Yeah, that's so the beauty of Facebook. You're connecting people who yeah. are in here. That's yeah. amazing. So is it? Do you do a lot of genealogy? Like people are interested in? Yes. Now I got. Uh, I'm not good at genealogy. <laughs> I don't remember. I keep having to ask who my own people are. <laughs> uh, but I got members on there. 
Oh. And that are very good. Rex Gibbons, who's probably and Norman Woodland are about the best. So whenever I have somebody come on, hi, I'm new to this, I live in wherever, you know, United States somewhere, but my grandfather was. I usually call upon Rex Gibbons, who's really has a tremendous... Uh, and then there's people in Greenspan who are really... like the. Uh, there's a family uh, of Carter, Stella Carter, married into the Kirby family, and the Dee's, Christopher Dee and that family. They are really good at uh, genealogy and, rem- and remembering people. So, wow. yeah, it's fun, though. Yeah. And, and the amount of people. I mean, it's just fascinating that they meet through Facebook. You know, I have one woman, Bragg, who lives in Las Vegas. You know how when somebody asks to join Facebook and you click on their name? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, who's in Vegas? Why are you living in Vegas? <laughs> what do you want to join this for? Anyway, her grandfather was from Greenspan. But he moved to the States, you see, in the 20s. They never came back home for a visit because it was poor times, right? And then she got, she born down there. And like she said, she wasn't interested until she got much older in her family and history and that. Now, of course, she's interested, yeah. So I, I, I send the Greenspan letter. I'll, I would say it's about 20 or 30 people in the United States get this. Oh, so yeah, like the subscriptions. The subscription, yeah, yeah, about 150 subscribed. Wow. So they're all over. All over the world, yeah. Wow. That's amazing, and yeah. it's kind of nice bringing them together and it is. seeing it's really that happen. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what uh, what else do you do there? Like, uh, I know you edit the letter, and yes. like, what else does the Historical Society offer, or can people go there and visit? Well, and we're trying to, at the moment. I What I've done mostly is like apply, because I'm in St. John's and working. Mm-hmm. I apply for grants to get things done. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> you know, small grants like the Department of Tourism has excellent CEDP grants, they call them. And now the government, the federal government, has just come out with this new documentary heritage grant. That's excellent. You know, for anything under 15000 there's big grants for over $15,000. But, I mean, it's really new, this heritage grant. And uh, so I try to do... I try to do that kind of thing. It's like get, I'm hoping to get like photographs scanned so anybody in the area that has Greenspan photographs or uh, gather gather things or write histories. I'm, I'm working on a book, another book. There was a teacher in Greenspan, 1839 to 1859, which is a time period very little written about yeah. in Newfoundland, you know, latter 19th century. He arrived here with the Newfoundland School Society to Greenspan. He spent 20 years in Greenspan teaching to 1859. He left. And he was married, and he had four children born in Greenspan. And he wrote a fabulous diary. Fabulous. It's more than just, you know, wind out of the north, <laughs> <laughs> snowing. He has, he has a lot of reflective self-expression which you don't often get in a especially a male I think you know you get like the weather today yeah but he also says he went out he he also because he was a teacher he also kept church service and was Greenspan was all Anglican everybody then was Anglican and uh, he would keep church service and of course the sealing was a huge industry because it was cash fishing you know you had take your fish to the merchant and you got paid in kind Mind you, you couldn't do very much with cash in Green's Pond or anywhere else because there was no shops, mm. <laughs> you know, sort of thing. Uh, but with seals, you could get like a couple of dollars for a, a seal, right? So everybody went out. When the seals came in on the ice right to the land in Green's Pond, everybody was out clubbing seals because it was 
good money, instant money. So he, of course, there's one entry he has in his diary that he was very upset that people were working on the Lord's Day, on the Sabbath day. They shouldn't be working. But it was such a chance to make cash. And you'd see his first entry would be like that. Then a few weeks later, Sunday entry. I got four swiles today. <laughs> Not only, he, he, like, and he would write that. He can understand that they do have to work, you know, sort of thing. And then he himself with the other minister there. They're down clubbing seals on Sunday. But it's money, right? So. It's very reflective. Yeah, like it, it is. an interesting person to look into. Yeah, yeah, so I'm hoping to publish that within the next year. I've been oh, working on it for ages. I had to transcribe it. And Speaking so. of transcriptions, Dale yes. mentioned to me that you love transcribing. Yes. Or he said he was looking for something, and you're like, oh, I already have that transcribed. Yeah, and he's like, this is amazing. So... Tell me a little bit about the process of transcription. Well, and now, my, <clears throat> my dear sister gets most credit for this. What I do, I interview for every Greenspan letter, almost everyone. I interview somebody, and I get the interview. Could be somebody in Greenspan, somebody in St. John's, you know. And uh, so I, oh, I can't imagine. I mean, I've been 25 years at this, so all those interviews. And then I transcribe them. And write them up, and I do it verbatim. I don't edit, so you can get yeah. that person's voice. And uh, some, though, like the harem silk uh, interviews that are uh, Dale Jarvis has mm -hmm. on his on that website that were done. Uh, I downloaded those and sent them, gave them to my sister. She lives in Fort McMurray, uh, Audrey Oak, and she transcribes them for me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, so I've got, I've got uh, you, you work a village. on it. Yes. Yeah. And village I actually, for you. My, yeah. So. And back to the Greenspan letter. Uh, yes. So, you, what are the editorial decisions you make, and how do you decide what you're going to put in? Because I know it comes out four times a year, right? Yes. So, how do you select your content and like looking for pictures and doing your interviews? Like, how does that whole process work? It's it sort of just unfolds. It's kind of strange. And I always think I'm going to run out of things. Like after 20-odd years, I think, surely there's nothing out there that I haven't seen on Greenspan. <laughs> you know? But uh, usually the interviews are no trouble because I'm always meeting people. Or somebody will, especially the Facebook people, will say, you should interview my aunt so-and-so, right? She's 90 and sharp as a tack. Um, letters, I have photos I get people send me. Absolutely. And uh, now I've got a piece, Joy Barfoot, who's doing the event at the rooms on March 31st. Joy, uh, she's a carter from Greenspan. Her father, Wilfred, Joy is doing what she wants, what she calls memory maps. Okay. She's just gotten into this. Fascinating. She probably learned it from Dale Jarvis. <laughs> Sounds like an intangible culture thing. Yeah. And she is the, so that my next Greenspan letter. And we just got talking about it, and I thought this would be perfect. She's going to tell me the process. She, where she lives, her section of Greenspan, Ship Island, she has drawn a map of everything when she was a child, say 10 years old, what houses were around her, what path she took to go to school, who's, where's her best friend's house that she would go to, where was the land wash, where were the nets stored, you know, those kind of things. And her father, who's, I think... Uh, Wilfred Carter I would say Wilfred's 86, 87 he's doing the same thing for his childhood Wow! so his childhood in like the 30s and her childhood 
and see these two memory maps, right? Fascinating stuff, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's going to be my next issue. Yeah. I was wondering, yeah, I was like, how, how do you come I up know. with all this? And I know it's, like you said, 1994, and you can find them on the DAI, which is yes. great. The first, I think I got the first 10 years or first yeah. five there, years. I think there, there were 13 on there when okay. I looked. Okay, yeah. I gotta get and them it's more. amazing, like, how much you can find and oh, yeah. how much you're putting out there. And then I've got uh, Mel Baker. I, got, I never had anybody uh, submit anything. I tried that once, but it's too hard. You know, because I'm working full-time and I'm involved in so much. So somebody would say, oh, I'll write you a piece about the so-and-so family of Greenspan. Well, time I got it. Then I'd have to read it and edit it, and I'm going, nah, there's too much pressure. So I, it's only me, except for the last few years, Mel Baker, who is university archivist, historian, and he does a lot of work on Coker, William Coker. He's a real expert on fisheries protective union and... So he always writes me up, and I would say my last five or six issues, I've always got an article from Mel on uh, the fishery union, some meeting down in Greens Pond or Wesleyville or something, and so that's kind of neat, yeah. Yeah, it seems people in the field, even though you're working full-time, you're still doing all these little things all over the place now. And once you tell people, because I uh, keep talking about Greens Pond, of course, anybody comes across anything, they'll get a hold of me. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fun. So what else? Like, I'm so interested by all the <laughs> things that you do. So I'm just yes. at the ar- when you're at the archives and you're working on the letter, what else do you, do now, you connect to? this is not part of my job, right? No, it's your no, own. A hobby thing. Yeah, yeah, it's your own hobby thing. Yeah. Um, and someone goes to Greenspawn. What else? I know they have the Greenspawn Courthouse, yes, which is an amazing registered heritage structure yeah. now. And we're needs desperately needs uh, work it's starting to oh yeah yeah i was trying it's it's so hard um to get things happening in places because we really need and yeah i'm not from greenspan so i really am sensitive not ever to say what they need to do is right because you have so many people doing that but um more power in numbers i think if we like the greenspan courthouse uh, the Cape Friels Heritage Trust. There's a Bonavista North uh, Museum. It's a fabulous mm-hmm. museum. But there's quite a few. If we all came together and tried to do uh, bigger projects, you know, together, do a big inventory of what we all have, you know, to start off there. And But uh, all easier said and done. Yes, you know? of yeah. course. It's a lot of, yeah. But the new the new um, MHA for Greenspot is from Greenspot, so we're very excited that our the uh, in the last election Derek Bragg was uh, elected as the MHA. Well, it's not for Greenspot; it's called <laughs> Cape Friels Fogo or Fogo Cape Friels District, something like that. Mm. Yeah. But he was born and raised in Greenspot. That's always so, nice. So. Yes, poor man. <laughs> We will be torturing him. So how many people live there now? And uh, In the winter, I think they say it's about 350, 400. A uh, lot of summer people. A lot of, mm. Well, I'm a summer person. I built at a house there, right? And uh, there's Greenspond Island. There's a little island off Greenspond called Ship Island, and that's where my house is. And there's about, what, one, two, three, five houses. Oh, yeah. all, and we all have oceanfront property. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is quite beautiful. So, how else are? You, are there any other ways that the, you're promoting Greenspan heritage in any way, or is are there a museum there? Or yes, there there's a, a courthouse has a museum, mm-hmm. and we've just taken over um, uh, 
the Orange Lodge had a lodge there, and we got that now, and we want to do that into a museum. I, I, I would like to see the Orange Lodge be a museum as well as a, a space that people can gather and have mm-hmm. events, you know, sort of a, a thing, and a family, family history center, that kind of, because people really like genealogy, and have the courthouse restored to just a courthouse. Okay, and so not, kind of switch it up a little yeah, and move and it. and not have museum pieces yeah. in the courthouse. The courthouse has not been touched, you see, inside. So it's very wow. unique in that way. It still has jail cells. Wow. The jail cells are there on change. The courtroom where the judge sat and the uh, all that and the seats, all exactly the same, has not changed. Wow. The rooms upstairs is where the, uh, you know, the jailer whoever lived and that right so back in uh, 1999 I think it was uh, T. Alex Hickman who just died shortly uh, he was chief justice I think anyway T. Alex Hickman decided to have a to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the building of the courthouse mm-hmm. in Greenspot he had a real court in session wow. out there. it was incredible and he did it just like uh, it would have back then and uh, all the RCMP were there all in their red surge and the judge with his big gowns on and all the lawyers with their gowns we all had to go to church first we all went to St. Stephen's Anglican Church which is like 200 years old beautiful big wooden church and then we all prayed down to the courthouse and he had real court cases and I think Carol Ann Wright was the school teacher, mm-hmm. and she brought all the children from wow. school, and they all walked down and sat on the floor and watched real, that was very minor yeah. court, you know, cases. But that was, like, that's, I think, is really exciting use of a, oh, a courthouse, sure. right? Yeah. And- Believe it or not, we've been talking no. for a while. So yes. I would love for you to quickly talk about your event that's happening at the rooms, March thirty oh, first. Okay. Mar- Joy Carter, Joy Bar- Carter Barfoot, who's from Greenspond, is doing a an event at the rooms called Celebrating Communities. This is a new part of their coffee and culture events they have, and this one is going to be communities. And the first one is March thirty first at two thirty, and the first community she's doing. Is green spot. There you go. So when you listen to this, you can go right to the rooms, coffee, and culture. That's great. Linda, thank you so much for coming and talking to me about this. It was great. Yes, thank you. No, no problem. Thank you. Good, good. Okay. I'm Stephanie Machikian. You've been listening to Living Heritage, a production of CHMR Radio 93.5 in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. You can find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. We would love to know what you think of the show. Leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page or tweet us at ich underscore nl. Thanks for listening.